Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to The Delicious Podcast with me, Julie Smith. Now, Israeli food has become one of the hottest examples of Middle Eastern cuisine, particularly in London, where Ottolenghi and his protégés such as Raphael Scully at Scully St. James and Josh Katz at Berber and Q in Dalston fuse their favourite flavours. Now, Itamar Srulovic and Sarit Packer, the husband and wife team, who also hail from Yotan's Kitchens, have become prolific storytellers with their food. Their third book, Honey & Co. at Home, is just out. They do a podcast called Honey & Co. The Food Talks, as well as telling the stories on the plate at their restaurants Honey & Co. and Honey & Smoke at their shop Honey & Spice. But what's the sweet spot of this cuisine? And where is it really from? You know, the food that we love most is um, the traditional home cooking. We love uh, that flavors. You know, it's almost like another type of flavor, homey or traditional. And this is the, the, the flavors that we like to keep to. Um, You're both from Israel. Are these the foods that you grew up with? In a mix, yes. At home, no. But everywhere you would go out to eat, yes. So it's got a, a real mix. I actually come from quite an English home and I grew up on very English food but whenever you go out you eat a whole lot of different kind of flavors and you can go out to, to Arab restaurants or to kind of uh, Georgian restaurants or Romanian or it's a, it's a bit of everything and yeah. you get to eat a lot of very very different food and what we try and do is as much as we can get the sensibilities of the food and using the the ingredients and the spices and stuff like that but giving them maybe our your own kind of unique take I mean you you call it Middle Eastern food which is a vast area. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as Middle Eastern food. It's it's such a it's it's like European food, but there is a, a thread running through it. You know, from from Turkey to Morocco, you will find you know the, the fresh vegetables, the herbs, the you know the dried fruit, the fresh fruit, the, the cumin, the lemon. Uh, garlic and olive oil the, these are things that run throughout the region and there are different interpretations there are different levels to, to spiciness and, and freshness but that's definitely a type of food that runs through it and it's the same like you can say you know in Italian food tomatoes or basil or stuff runs through it the food is very different in every region and definitely in the entirety of the Middle East there are so many varieties of food which is why we don't pin ourselves to one place yes yeah. but but as you are both jewish and it's jewish food as much as it's arab food talk me through some of these dishes well what you have here say um the falafel yeah and this is uh falafel really you can find everywhere in different names and different guises 
uh, and this is actually what you just had this is my family recipe my grandfather my grandmother's father actually you, you, this is what he used to do he used to sell falafel in the market and this is the and they came from Egypt in Yemen uh, in Egypt they do the falafel from fava beans they're called tamia uh, uh, further up they use chickpeas and we use chickpeas and the seasoning of, of coriander chili cardamom these is, this is kind of the flavor of Yemeni food it goes everywhere you know in the shug which is the Yemeni relish all in all our stews these are the kind of three flavors that are dominant and then when you, you have it in the falafel here it really shines through so that's one example the the pickles you know it's pickles is something that you'd see everywhere you know every home would have a little jar on the window no yeah and actually these are more I would say even Eastern European in their kind of character, just a bit. I mean, we add quite a bit of spices, which Eastern European wouldn't, but the use of sugar and vinegar and stuff like that, it's maybe kind of a more, uh, you know, because we do a lot of salt fermenting in the Middle East, and that's a lot of the pickles in the Middle East, but we kind of favor the more kind of Eastern European, add a bit of sweetness, use some vinegar and stuff like that. It's the food of immigrants. It's the food of the transient populations who take their food with them. In this case, to the Middle East, you know, in the same way as the Poles take their dumplings around the world. Yeah, um, yeah I th- and I, I don't think there's... We don't call it Jewish food because, I mean, that's also nothing. I mean, there, there were people everywhere, and it's, you know, a lot of the food is actually completely Arab or Palestinian, and we're very much inspired by that. In, in Israel, when you live there, that is part of your culture. This is everything. You don't say, uh, you know, this is a Jewish restaurant or an Arab restaurant. You go and you eat and you enjoy, and that's... Like, the, there's no, you know, this is a distinction the West has kind of made from the food more than, than it needs to be there, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, one of the things that, it's maybe a bit of a stretch, but the Jewish tradition is a matriarchal tradition, and Honey & Co. is known as a matriarchal company. It is very much run by women. I think uh, all our senior management, apart from my lovely husband, and uh, one chef in, in Honey & Co. are all female, and that wasn't a predetermined kind of thing we didn't go we didn't set about trying to say okay anyone that joins has to be female but it's maybe what we feel comfortable with maybe the sensibilities of the food because it is so homey and so natural i think that it's there aren't really a lot of places for women when women are allowed to become managers and to lead and I think with us, because Sarit is one of the, you know, the owner of the company, and she is a force of nature. She is an amazing cook. She is an amazing baker, an amazing manager, an amazing manager of people. And I think, you know, for for a lot of the girls that come into a kitchen, or women, I should say, um, this is the first time that they've they, they see the possibility. You know, sadly, it's like that. And one of the re- issues that we really have in, in modern food culture is that there are just there are not enough few. women in the kitchen. And, you know, I've just been to the 50 best, for example, not one single woman in the top 100. Having said that, best female chef was Claire Smith, who is a British chef, but even but just, her just, restaurant wasn't in the top 50. But just this ha- having to have a distinction of saying best female chef, I mean, that is a completely ridiculous concept or, or constraint why does it have to be a best within a sex there is no difference between women cooking food and men cooking food you don't get the best male. no I mean that's ridiculous to say and I think that's it's a bit degrading to women in the aspect of that we should just be part of what is going on with food and I 
I think there is a bit of an aspect of it changing slowly. It's very slow, but because these old traditions of these like big French masters are kind of trying to weed them out, I suppose a bit more. And it is, you know, it's not an easy environment to work in, but it's not easy for men and it's not easy for women. Yeah. And you know, I think there's not enough justice done to women, and I think a lot more women than you know run kitchens as sous chefs and and but they never get the the kind of limelight or get you know people don't know that that's what they're doing yeah absolutely what's the mission of honey and co you've got the new book out you're going to all the food festivals you're everywhere you're so busy what's your mission if anything our mission statement is to to convey to people that you can cook at home food that you get in a restaurant that it doesn't have to be a separate thing that the experience of eating well eating fresh food eating produce that you want to use that excites you can happen at home and this is why the cookbooks because most of our food is completely achievable at home. There is no, there's no drama to it. We don't use any kind of special equipment. We have very basic equipment. And kind of what we try and do is make sure everyone can recreate that at home. I think, you know, food is... is we, we have a lot of kind of emotion when we come to it. Food in and of itself doesn't have an identity. It's people, what they, what, what they bring to it, you know, how you cook it, how you eat it, what it reminds you of, what, it, what you aspire to. And this is something that's very hard for us to, to grasp, that it's all, all this kind of mental, you know, charges in our head. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we talk a lot about all the diasporas all over the world have brought their food with them. For us, food, it's, it's also about tradition, but it's very much about where we are right now, about the two of us, about what our sensibilities are and how we want to, how we want to experience a meal, how we want to experience food and... That we're kind of creating our own tradition, not in like breaking any rules, but in putting together the things that, that make sense to us. So I think that's where it's it's not about the origins; it's about where it is now and what what we enjoy. And I mean, you could cook something exactly according to its traditional way, but actually, that's not going to be delicious. Too heavy, too stodgy. It was cuisine for poor people. So lightening it up, adding olive oil versus like some kind of. You know, Suet. <laughs> you know, and, and adding lots of fresh herbs and not cooking things for as long as we used to do before. And you actually end up with a cuisine that's much fresher and much more appropriate to what we want to eat now. Thanks for listening to The Delicious Podcast. I'll be back next week with the vegetarian sheep farmers, Sarah Dickens and Nick Miller, who prove that you can have a carbon-positive lambier dinner this Christmas. See you then. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.